morning to you all in the name of our Savior, Lord Jesus. I want to welcome you to this episode um, that I've been sharing with you. This is actually part seven of that. If you have been following this, I needed to go through this step by step because this is the only way you can get through, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to know exactly why you are here. I want to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why we are created in this format. Um, you may have power over what you will do in life, but you don't have power over what family you come from, what gender you will come, you'll become. None of that is within our power. I say that to say that God is the plan of all activities, and that's why this series, uh, progress. <clears throat> is a process. There is no progress without a process. <clears throat> Excuse me. I say that to clearly say that God from the beginning knew exactly what he was doing when he made you and I in his own image. And he made you to come through that family and he made me to come through this family that I came from. God in, in his greatness wants you to have something better than riches and gold. One that is helpless depends upon him. Only God. So if your concern and your priority is about riches and gold, you may have to think deep because that's only for this world that we are in. It's good to have it, but it's not good to let it control us and become something we look for all over the places that we can be satisfied with it. And at the end of it all, we realize that uh, we never had fun enough. We never know who God is. I think you should, I'm not going to say it, but I think you should be able to get a book that is related to people who are on their dying bed, on their dying bed, what they were saying concerning riches. I'm talking about rich people. You can Google it. I read some there that were not really nice. On their deathbed, the many of them are regretting of not knowing God. So why do you want to live the rest of your life without not knowing God? So on this platform today about uh, concerning what I've been talking to you about, um, process. Hmm. And uh, the last time I was with you, I shared with you the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the role that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is playing in our life and will continue to play in our life. The role that the Holy Spirit has played before the creation and during creation and even still now. Holy Spirit have played such a very uh, great role that cannot be played by anybody else. So I want to share with you today, we can do nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's not something that is meant to scare you. It's not something that is meant to frighten you. It's meant to help you. In the time of your weakness, you need the Holy Spirit. In time of confusion, of making a decision, you need the Holy Spirit. Because it is Him that knows more than anything. And it's a member of the Trinity. And God has given us that to ease our pain. Christ says unto them, I'm going, but I will send to you the Comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. So let me share with you quickly. We can do nothing without this power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that. Now, if you will go, if first of all, you have to you have to understand this. 
that God created you in his own image and there's a reason why he created you in his own image he just in um just created you just for the sake of just you existing no and please be be rest assured that everything that is happening to you is going to happen for you yes everything that is happening to you is going to happen for you it will become a blessing later on because nothing that god has done is a waste and nothing the enemy had the enemy had done in the presence of god that is a waste god always create an opportunity to prove himself that he is still god and today god is still god so let me quickly take you to the book of romans chapter 8 and this book of romans chapter 8 uh, i want to quickly share with you verse 9 of that simply says for ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now if any man have not the spirit of God is none of his understand that underline that in your bible if you don't have the spirit of God God cannot lead you because that's a magnet that connects you to God that's the umbilical cord that connects us to God without that we cannot know him we can't do nothing and then he says and if Christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken listen to that your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you then he says this father therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh but to live after not to live after the flesh for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die but if we through the spirit do do modify the deeds of the body ye shall live we will live for many as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons and daughters of god mm. now let me take you to the to the primary part that i want you to really see um verse 28 there is nothing that is happening to you that that is a waste before god for the bible says here and we know that all things work together for good to them that love god to them who are called according to his purpose don't tell me god doesn't have a purpose for you don't tell me that and that's what that's the that's the work of the holy spirit god has a purpose for you and you know what that purpose is to prosper you in all areas to give you victory to draw you closer to him yeah you better believe that and so furthermore in this let me go back again to verse 30 verse 30 says I mean, verse 29 says for whom he did for no he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he did predestine them he also called and whom he called them he also justified and whom he justified he also glorified now listen to this part that i love what shall we say then what shall we say then what shall we say what shall we then say to this thing if god be for us who can be against us did you get that if god be for you no one can be against you and that's what the power of the holy spirit is all about once you have that power of the holy spirit by the way how do you get the power of the holy spirit by yielding your whole self to him by letting him be part of your life and control your life the bible says in the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 3 we shall acknowledge him in all our ways when you acknowledge God there is no way God will not dwell with you that's 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 the, that's just the, the uh a practical part of it when you yield yourself to God 
God takes charge of it. And you know, when God takes charge of things, he makes it work. God makes it work. He makes it work in such a way that you will say, this is God's doing it. It's marvelous in our eyes. Would you? Would you let him lead you? Then this is how you get it. Right after this message, I want you to just take a minute and just go under your breath and say, God, I need you in my life. I need you to direct me. I need you to guide me. I need you to provide for me. I need you to teach me what to do, what not to do. And you make that a habit in your prayer every day. And now imagine what God will do. I'm not just saying this. I'm saying this because I have tasted the Lord and I will not go back. God's willing. I will not. Because I know exactly what God is able to do. And I say to you confidently, without this power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot proceed in life. Because part of your process is knowing and trusting God. And God will order your step. The word order means to put things in process. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. So if the steps of our righteous are processed by God, are given to process, then why do you think? That's where I'm going. Why do you think God will just leave you? When the Bible says here, if God be for us, then who can be against us? So God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. No, he does. And when I come back in the second part of this of this message here, um, I'm going to share with you what you don't know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not see me, I may not see you, but I do know what God thinks of you. And until then, remain blessed and invite him into your life. And when you do, listen to this, he will come and he will dwell in your life. God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. Good morning to you again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I here I am with the second part of what I was telling you, which is uh, part number nine of the process of our life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Part number nine. The last time I spoke to you, which was just a few minutes ago, I spoke to you from the book of Romans, chapter eight. And I remember part of the last statement that I made was that God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. When he made you in the way that he made you, in a manner that he made you, male or female, there was no mistake in the works of God. You are not an error. You are not an accident. In my own case, I've always said it. The story that my mother said to me was that my father was actually begged to lay with my mother. Um, my father decided to stop sleeping with my mother or having any sexual affairs with my mother. My mom told me that she had to beg my father to come lay with, with her and my father would not bulge. She had to beg, she had to go to my grandma my grandmother paternal side to talk to my father and after so much persuasion my father then threatened my mother and said if I go into this into room with you this one time and you are not pregnant I'm not coming back but how do you know which one will become a pregnant uh, which one will become uh, which one will impregnate the, the woman you wouldn't know 
So I, I call myself one night stand. <laughs> don't you see that God has a plan? He was there that night when they met. I don't even know if it's night or morning. I'm sorry. I should have asked Mama if it's morning. Maybe I should have. But Mama is dead now. Can I? Well, well that's irrelevant anyway. Um, but I don't know if it's morning or night, but I'm just one, one stand. No, so if God designed it that way, don't you think he knows what he was doing? And that's why I say God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same line as the life of his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And this is what we must know, that your life matters to God, not black life matters only. (laughs) Your life matters to God. Your life, my life matters to God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is why you must know that you cannot just suddenly end up things and say, I don't know what I'm doing. The Son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. Remember that. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him because he's, he's now our mirror in which in whom we look. is our mentor. is our hero. is our savior. After God made that decision, what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end. You cannot tell me God does not love you. God loves you. And and what I mean by that is that God has a plan for you. Because listen, without God, we can do nothing. Don't let anyone fool you. Without God, we can do nothing. There is nothing we cannot do. There is nothing we can do without God. But yet there is nothing we cannot do. And God is involved. So I say that to you that nothing works without the Holy Spirit. Nothing works. The Bible tells us in the book of Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 10. It says, Believe it thou not that I am I'm in the Father. Believe it thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelt in me, he does the work. So if you are not going to believe this, then there is something that, that you don't see here. And that which you don't see is simply the fact that you don't see the value of who you are in Christ. So let me let me share this with you before I leave you. John 15 verse 4 and 2, 8 says, Abide in me, I am in you. Abide in God. God wants to abide in you if you yield yourself to him. That's why I said that earlier, that you must yield yourself to God. Abide in me and I abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruits of itself unless it abides in the vine. You can do, you and I can do nothing without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cut out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Can you be the disciple of God? <laughs> the articles of our faith in, in our church, is, it's, it's, a, it's an article that I love. The day the Lord God showed me that is the day that I said, this is going to be the article. 
and and I, I'm convinced by that. That's the book of Ephesians chapter two verses eight to ten, which simply says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that 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 not of yourself; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them." Remember that beforehand, beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me share one more with you. And after that one more, I'll share one more with you. <laughs> the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 18 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So why do you think in your mind that God does not have a plan for you? Please don't be like that. The plan that God has for you is beyond your own um, imagination, beyond my own imagination as well. We cannot phantom it. We cannot. That's why. That's why Paul tells the Philippians that if, if the, the, Philipp, the Philippians rather uh, in verse thirteen of uh, uh, Philippians two. Say, say, he says that for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for His good pleasure. It is God. And then he says to them in verse 13 of that chapter 4 of the book of Philippians that he can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So, are you still going? To, are you still in that stage of saying I don't want to have any part in the Holy Spirit after reading all these things, after knowing that God is with you and there is nothing anyone can do? Remember that. I know you have plans. The book of Proverbs says that there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord cancels that will stand. You see that? Only the, the Lord cancels. Only God's plan will stand. So let me conclude this whole series of uh, there is no progress without process. Let me just conclude it with this, with this very letter from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus Christ. My father, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Do you want to be with Christ? Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, here we are. We surrender ourselves to you, for we do not know anything neither can we do anything on our own we need you oh i need you lord god i need you in every areas of our life we need you we need you when we are asleep we need you when we are awake we need you in all our activities and all our plans father come into our life make our life solid make our life complete make our life in order organized in jesus name I have prayed. Amen. And amen. I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to have a place in your heart because I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. And if you do feel it, understand this fact that the Lord God is in you and is with you. I need you to find a Bible-based church and begin to go and listen to this podcast again and again and again. I have no doubt you will be taught. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God cause his face to shine brightly on you from this day henceforth and even forevermore. Remember, 
the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in Jesus' name, will teach us all things and bring us to remember all things that Christ has said to us. Shalom. Thank you.